Trell Clan made an excellent child. He was obedient, clean of body, responsive to commands, unobtrusive, mild-mannered, forgettable. He ate when he was told, made his bunk with military precision as prescribed, went to bed at the appointed time. He never complained, which rendered him all but invisible. He didn't fight, was never chosen on the playground, did his lessons with precision and punctuality, was never in need of correction. When called upon in lessons, his answers were textbook pure, delivered without a hint of boredom. His face was placid and pliable. He did his chores as ordered, and never drew attention to himself. Within, Trell Clan was angry, violent, hateful, spiteful, harboring of grudges, murderous, acrid, vengeful. His thoughts were full of mutilation and violence. He was a cauldron of animosity, nearly white-hot with ire. When he ate, he wanted to crush his Martian food. When ordered about, he longed for nothing more than to grind the nearest toy into the offending figure of authority. While he delivered his lessons in perfect rote speech, inside he tore the words to letters and scattered them to the four ill winds of his heart. When he made his bunk with military precision, he wanted to rend the sheets in his hands, tear the blankets with his teeth. He was an excellent child. He was an adult. Trell Clan was twenty-eight years old, an actor, a grown Titanian and distant cousin of the late ruler of Titan, Queen Cameth Clan. He was small, an expert with makeup, fourth cousin to Jamal Clan, the present ruler of subjugated Titan. Before the Half-Day War, Trell Clan had been twentieth in line to the throne. Now, due to the domino game of death the war had played, Trell Clan was first in line. And due to Jamal Clan's late disfigurement and madness, Trell Clan was, at least in his own mind, de facto ruler of Titan. King of a world. A child. Murderous. Cunning. Alive waiting. On this particular afternoon, on this particular day, it was obvious in the play-yard that something was happening. It was always obvious when something out of the ordinary was occurring. That was because ordinarily things were so ordinary. The regiment on Mars for the children of Titan and Venus was so strict, so perfectly punctual, that any deviation from the norm was instantly picked up by even the dullest child. So finely attuned were these children to their diet of lessons and structured play and more lessons and chores and bed, punctuated at the proper times by nutrition, that even the slightest alteration set their internal antennas abuzz. This structured play period, antennas buzzed all over the play yard. Did you hear that we're not going back to lessons, but on a trip? One blond-haired Venusian child asked a young Titanian boy. Across the yard, instantly, another Titanian boy smirked and said to a Venusian girl, "'You're not going, but we are. Only Titanians are going on this trip.' And magnified back across the play-yard, as by amplification, "'Titanian children are better than Venusian children.' "'That's not true. It is.' A fistfight here and there, a single black eye, a sudden blare of the dreaded black siren atop its tall black pole, and then, from the siren's suddenly silent cone, the voice of the prefect. Attention! There was a hush across the play-yard, 
instant and unbroken, save for the girl with the black eye, who would not control her whimpers and was let off. Listen! All ears, all eyes, were on the black siren with the symbol of Mars, black sickle within a circle of black iron mounted above it. You have heard rumors, the prefect's voice announced in the sternest of tones. A boy began to mule, not in pain from injury, but in terror. He, too, was led away by a monitor attendant. Trell Clan's ears and eyes were on the black siren also. Inside he burned and fumed, but his face showed the placid attentiveness and immobility called for.